0: Welcome to the Meta Woman podcast. We address the issues, opportunities, and challenges facing women in the development of the metaverse, the biggest revolution since the internet itself. Every week, we bring you conversations with top female talent and business
1: executives operating in the gaming and crypto industries. Here's your host, Lindsay,
0: the boss, Poss. The Meta Woman podcast starts now. Hello, and welcome to the Metal Woman Podcast, part of the Holodeck Media Podcast Network. I'm your host, Lindsay the Boss Poss. From Struggle to Success, we're covering it all. For any of you that have listened before, my struggle this week is that I lost my voice at PAX East. (laughs) So thank you all so much for tuning in this week. Please don't make fun of my voice. I know it's not my usual very smooth jazz type of voice, but we're going to go with it anyway. To all the new listeners, thank you so much for coming today. Listen to another episode where I don't sound sickly. Um, today's guest is someone with a background that we haven't explored yet on the show, which means it's going to be a really fun conversation. Fien lay is the head graphic designer at FlyQuest, an esports organization with not only a successful League of Legends team, but a dedication to being a voice for environmentally friendly practices in the esports industry, which in my offline life, I am super passionate about. Um, just protecting the environment, implementing earth friendly practices, policies to help protect the planet. So I was so excited to meet Feen and not only to learn about graphic design, but to talk, be able to talk a lot of environmentally friendly stuff, which I don't get to talk about a lot in esports uh, and is a huge part of my day to day life. Uh, Feen, I would love for you to more fully introduce yourself and say a couple sentences about who you are to the audience.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Finlay, Le and I'm a graduate from Cal Poly Pomona, class of 2017. And I graduated with a BFA in graphic design and a double minor in marketing and art history. I have been a designer for seven years and I'm currently a graphic designer for FlyQuest and my job here is to, to pretty much create the visual identity for a brand such as designing assets for partnership decks, thumbnails overlays for content, social graphics for marketing and handling the design process for merch. And recently we just um, launched a design internship program which is uh, which I am managing at this moment. I became a designer because I love working on a wide range of projects and just being able to express myself in different ways and just being able to let my creativity loose. So yeah, that's pretty much it about me.
0: So cool, though. I'm really excited to jump in with some questions about your job as a graphic designer. Um, for those of you who haven't seen her work at FlyQuest, I highly recommend checking it out. It's it's really cool. It's a lot of creative directions. And I love the thought that you put into everything from t-shirts, designs, to packaging, to, you know, just yeah. creating that kind of cohesive brand vision. Um, I also want to plug real quick that you mentioned previously you were have an art history minor, which I love. I like bringing people on the show who have non-traditional kind of educational backgrounds. Yeah. yeah, Fun stuff. You know, I have a Russian literature. (laughs) So I think it's, I think that uh, learning all kinds of different things makes you just a a really well-rounded person to work with. And -hmm. and the art history is probably very relevant for your day-to-day job now. Yeah. So there's just so many education paths that you can take and wind up in esports. As I'm now de- demonstrating um, for the folks with creative brains out there, I definitely want to encourage them to express themselves and find a place in esports. With that being said, can we talk about what led you into graphic design and what inspires you about it? So
1: pretty much, I I would say that graphic design like inspires me because it allows me, yeah, not again, like allows me to express myself in different ways. Mm-hmm. Especially since I'm still learning about myself and finding my true potential. And I feel like graphic design allows me to challenge myself in that aspect of what I can do, how much of impact I can make with a design, my comfortability, since I am working with a wide range of styles, groups of people, culture, and just much more. And I feel like working with FlyQuest um, and just seeing how much of an impact I can make through design, um, especially with the Go Green initiative, um, I, I feel like with my designs, it's just makes it very rewarding and very exciting. So it really pushes me and motivates me to to try new things um, as a designer and also just working with the different possible canvases that you can work with. It's like unlimited, you know, so um, I'm excited for like the potential projects I would be working on in the future Um, and just like learning more, more things about it. And um,
0: yeah, that's pretty much it. Let's talk about that kind of marriage now between graphic design and eSports and what what brought you to FlyQuest in the gaming industry. Can you just walk me through how you were able to combine both of those things into the career that you have now and kind of what that path looks like? Yeah. Um, so
1: I played video games for a majority of my life and I knew that I always wanted to work in the gaming industry since I was little. Like even at one point I worked at GameStop because I just wanted to gain more knowledge about video games and just be part of the scene. Um, mm-hmm. But it wasn't until college when I realized I wanted to become a designer. And I think during that time, like I was still like debating on what I wanted to do in the in the industry because there's like so many job opportunities that you can go with that route. Um, so prior to FlyQuest, yeah, I worked with different companies from wide range of industries. And since I wanted to gain as much experience as possible, um, like I, yeah, I just pretty much just applied everywhere. And, um, yeah. And during this time, this is when I was learning how to watercolor, hand letter, design booths, package design, branding, and also apparel design. So I've had experience prior to that. Um, And then at the beginning of 2018, a friend reached out to me and asked if I was interested in working for a part-time agency called Bento. And they specialize in creative design, broadcasting, and live stream in the gaming industry. And um, I did not want to miss that opportunity, especially since I didn't have prior experience. So I ended up taking the part-time offer And then what was great was the fact that my first client was um, actually FlyQuest. And around this time, this was when FlyQuest just announced their first rebrand. And so I was helping them with their social branding and graphics for that split. Then a couple of months later, um, they ended up opening up a full-time graphic design position. And I ended up applying for that and and I got it. And so I would say working with Bento definitely helped me get through like... um, my foot through like the industry and then also like having that connection really helped. Um, And I'm glad that like I was very expressive about like my passions. And it's just the fact that like my friend knew, you know, I was interested in video games and that was a graphic Mm -hmm. designer, like helped bring that connection together. Um, And then, yeah, ever since then, I just been with FlyQuest for about more than four years and I couldn't be happier with where I am today. Um, And it is like my first experience in the gaming. I would say my first like full-time experience in the gaming industry. And, um, and I feel like I've grown so much throughout the years and I hope to continue growing, contributing to the industry, like one step at a time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any advice about, I I know several people and especially with being at PAX this past weekend and a lot of talk about kind of getting into the game industry from other industries. Yeah. Um, Do you have any advice about what other industry jobs to kind of look for i know for you there's kind of a specific set of experiences that you had because you are a graphic designer but mm-hmm. for example did you find that maybe working with like a more tech based client was useful or was it like oh being in a well managed team was more useful or is was there kind of pieces of those previous experiences in non gaming industries that helped you be successful in the gaming industry then like thinking about p- what other jobs people can look for who like yeah. are having success kind of breaking into the industry in the way they want um i would say there isn't a
1: specific industry um exactly but it's just more of like a job that offers um specific like experiences that you can learn about because mm-hmm. i wouldn't expect to to do like watercolor and hand lettering in esports, you know, and so right. working for a planner and arts arts and craft company has like given me the ability to just bring that skill set to esports. So honestly, it's not really any specific industry, but just like finding job opportunities that will let you um, experiment and like learn different. Uh, skill sets that you can bring to the industry. So um, I did work at a marketing agency where I did learn about branding, working Mm -hmm. on like a whole graphic package, as well as like, you know, logo design and um, environmental design. And I was able to bring that to FlyQuest. Like recently, I uh, did the LCS finals booth for FlyQuest and luckily with my experience of like working at the marketing agency with like environmental design like i was able to bring that in so so i would just say um just like tips is just be open to any industry and just kind of know like um like if there're specific skill sets that you do want to learn or something different like be sure to explore that and just keep an open mind um i feel like i was i was really happy that i explored different ones because now like um it just made me realize like oh yeah gaming like as much as i always knew that gaming was something that i really wanted to go to that i did like consider like o- other mm-hmm. industries now because i've tried it out so i'll just say just be open with it overall um and then just kind of go from there because you never know and i feel like esports mm-hmm. is just so broad in general that you can bring any skill sets in now so especially with like the technology that's like has grown within the industry like you can do so much now so
0: Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, yeah, of yeah. <laughs> I just want to be able to give good advice when people ask. No, me. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah.
1: Honestly, like it's it's so it's tough because uh, luckily there's like some people who've got experience from the industry straight right. on, you know. But right, yeah. um, I was very blessed that I had this all those opportunities in it, and I'm given the opportunity now to bring all those skill sets, in. so yeah, I'm very yeah. thankful to be working at FlyQuest and having that creative freedom to do so.
0: Let's talk about some of your accolades there. You've done a lot of really cool stuff at FlyQuest, including managing 13 merch collections, Mm-hmm. Releasing nine jerseys, some of which actually included some of those hand painted designs and the mixed mediums that you're talking about. I know you had some cool watercolors, if I remember correctly, from a previous yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is really neat. Um, you've also released the first line of esports apparel made for women, which is FlyQuest's women's flightwear. Yeah. Um, this is a question I haven't actually asked of many previous guests, which you would mm-hmm. think kind of an. <laughs> career oriented a show this would be more common but what is your day to day like what what do you actually do as a graphic designer when you go into flyquest and you sit down on a regular day
1: um, I would say like my day-to-day is pretty much just overall supporting all departments, whether it's like for decks, for partnerships, um, overlays and thumbnails for content, social graphics for marketing. I feel like it's always mm-hmm. constantly different, especially since I was the only designer for, uh, for the longest time, but I did everything when it came to design and, but it, but also that's like um, a great thing for me because I I like that wide range of projects. Mm-hmm. And so um So, yeah, I pretty much like just supported all departments if it was like needed, depending on like the the time frame and like the split. And um, although recently we did hire a design intern, so I've been using my time to also manage and find ways to level up our designs and provide more for the community. So that's pretty much like my day to day at this moment. It's kind of kind of everywhere, but in a sense of like it's it's exciting and it's always different. So.
0: I think it's hard to exactly describe just how hard it is to even pick out a color palette for yeah. a project. Like, yeah. There's a lot, and then you don't think. Yeah, the social media graphics and overlays are not something that I is top of mind for me when I'm thinking about yeah. um, graphic design. But yeah, doing all of that stuff to make it one one package that you present to the world through FlyQuest is. Yeah. You you have a lot to do, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk really quick about the women's lightwear collection you worked on. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me what the inspiration, where that came from, what the process was like from idea to production, how it was received? Um, I love that you all had a size inclusivity part of this. And I know that this was designed by women for women, which is, mm-hmm. and that's something that's super common within the gaming industry. So I just want yeah. to, you know, how, whose, whose idea was that? And what was your support like? And And yeah, how do people like it? So this whole
1: idea pretty much started with Trisha, our CEO, who Mm -hmm. wanted to add more merch that was specifically tailored to women and bring it to esports. She's been in the esports industry for such a long time and realized that, you know, it was time to provide... provide that option, especially since like what was provided during that time were just mostly like unisex t-shirts or just like more form fitting t-shirts that was like cut differently on top. And so we both decided that we wanted to launch, um, the very first, like, women's apparel in esports and we knew it was going to be a challenge since the esports space is very like male dominated so um, but we realized there was an audience out there that exists that we wish to cater and so we worked with NEU our merch vendor on finding different garments that weren't available to women in the space yet and we wanted to just explore different styles and once we got the idea of the garments that we wanted to use we mocked up all the designs set in for samples and then once we got the samples me and Trisha like tried them on uh, we even asked like some of our friends um to like test them out and stuff too so that we can think about like you know thoughts on comfortability the quality of the garment and making sure that it was flattering and inclusive for all like body types
0: and so Yeah, that is so cool. Going, building off of that, something you had mentioned in a previous conversation is that you like designing things that may not be expected of an esports brand. I definitely think, uh, hopefully, a women's line is something that becomes a little bit more expected yeah. uh, coming up. But yeah. for now, I don't think. I think we're we're taking steps. You know, the progress yeah. isn't as fast as anyone would like, but. I, I think that that's becoming more expected. Um, yeah. I, I think that is also saying that you you look for things that are unexpected is a good way of saying that you're constantly on the lookout for new trends and even just underserved audiences, um, uh-huh. not necessarily even trends, um, and that you're also starting your own trends. So yeah. can you tell me what kind of strikes you as, as an expected item and then what may be kind of fading out in terms of design and esports yeah. and what's coming up? hopefully inclusivity is is more on the up and
1: up. Yeah, definitely. Um, I personally don't think there's any like design trends or styles are technically fading, especially in esports since it's so diverse and can work with different works depending on like their vision. Um, but I think it's just more of adding to it since we are broadening our audience. And so yeah, more inclusive, like adding, um, yeah, just more variety for different audiences and realizing that there's more to esports than yeah, just gaming. So for us at FlyQuest, we're mm-hmm. always trying to break that barriers of what esports design should look like. So examples would just be um, like having an all eco-friendly item to promote, you know, sustainability and like being, like recycling your items and just uh, being eco-friendly overall. Yeah, releasing really a women's merch line, which we, um, you know, are are still trying to do with our merch, like adding specific garments. And having that variety and also, yeah, just adding a different style that has like a purpose to our design, such as like, yeah, just lifestyle, you know, like having the idea that espo- esports apparel should only be, you know, like worn in gaming competitions or when your team is playing, like we want to break that and like have it where you're able to wear it anywhere, you know, because yeah, esports, I feel like is like a lifestyle. So, um, but yeah, we are definitely looking into broadening our audience adding potential like merch and like different garments that hasn't been in the space yet and um I would say like new trends um at this moment that I've been looking at is just adding different mediums to our designs like this is like I guess specific to design wise like um so in the past like I've worked with like watercolor and like hand-drawn items and I wish to like kind of switch things up and like overall um change like like different design elements to it so just like expanding like skill sets into like our merch um so yeah something that uh, I'm currently trying to trying to aim towards
0: I wish I was like one ounce creative <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can talk about all this it's like, oh my god I want to know how to watercolor that sounds yeah. great and then I want to know how to like watercolor and make something in like I don't know Adobe Illustrator and like put those two together somehow and then yeah. make it look really cool Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. really tough.
1: It's it's like two different like mediums because I actually had to hand um, like hand paint them like on watercolor paper and then transfer it onto the computer. And I've actually tried like watercoloring on like my iPad. It was just completely different. So it's just it's a very difficult process. So I I don't blame you for feeling that way either. So
0: so cool though uh, going back to the kind of purpose and especially like lifestyle stuff or communicating a message uh-huh. what how can graphic design and branding how can having a cohesive kind of look and feel help you connect with your audience? and what are some of the key points you think about within the design process to help you send that message? I mean I joked about color palettes, but like having very consistent Branding requires like a dedication across a lot of different fronts. And I just, how are you thinking about that communication when you're actually making these design decisions? So I feel like graphic design
1: and branding just gives a different perspective on storytelling since there's so many ways that we can express it through like visuals. And so really for us, it's all about our messaging. And as much as like all of our designs are very like consistent, um, I feel like our messaging is what makes us stand out in some sense. So like key points that I think about uh, during my design process are like what our goals are, what our main message and vision is, and like what the purpose of the design is for. And so I feel like knowing these definitely make you consider a lot of things with your design, because you adjust those points, consider the hierarchy and making sure that those points are clear so that the audience know what the message is. So like for example like a flyquest we want to make sure that we put emphasis on our go green initiatives that we put out. And so for example for spring split we are focusing on tree quest so we want to make sure all of the designs had that tree element and that it's like obvious that this is like kind of what we're aiming for and like focusing on. And also our vision here is to showcase greatness and I um And to make sure to put that vision out, uh, I try to put that wherever I can, whether it's on our graphics, our tags, on our jerseys and shirts and just our like social posting. So it's just knowing what the purpose or goal and just like um, what the meaning behind our, our vision is, is like one of the main points that would lead to to like great design, I would say. And just like my design process overall.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I like the tree. I like that you um, just were able to put trees in everything. I saw the cherry blossom design. I currently live in Washington, D.C. and I'm a D.C. native. I like the thing here. So that was so fun for me. It's like a good little shout out to my hometown. Yeah. Um, I also I wanted to ask this question. I hope this doesn't come across as rude because you are talented. But how does creating a cozy adhesive brand and like these beautiful materials and all that, how does that add to the success of a League of Legends team? Um, I'm sure that you've had maybe yeah, had to fight for graphic design in esports before, but I would just love to, yeah, kind of like hear why that's important to a team and why a team should have a graphic designer and and be able to communicate that brand vision.
1: Um, I think a graphic designer definitely adds some access to an esports team because it brings out the vision and again, like story of the organization. And we want to show that we're, especially at FlyQuest, we want to show that we're more than an org that just like competes in video games. As much as that is very important to us, like we want to do more than that. And as an org, we're creating a platform for others, whether it's for our staff, players, and community. And I feel like those individuals make up what um, an esports team is so we want to be sure to showcase that and um and also we have so many opportunities in esports like video games are game um that our players like compete in community at- activations uh workshops and we just want to make it also like very appealing for people to be interested in joining and so um and i feel like graphic design definitely helps bring in that fan base that you'd want because um because i yeah if you want to grow your fan base i feel like you want your activations and everything to be very appealing and very like exciting and to also show like, um, the meaning behind like your org. And also I feel like every team should have like merch design and I feel like a graphic designer definitely helps on that. So, um, so yeah, those, those are just like some of the points that I think in terms of that.
0: Yeah. I like that. I like the idea of using it to be kind of more than just esports, Um, and it would be kind of neat. I think for me as someone who, is a little bit on the outside-ish of the eSports scene, very involved mm-hmm. in kind of the world of gaming, but on the outside of eSports to see more teams kind of bring their personality yeah. uh, front and center. And yeah, design is obviously a super unique way to do that. So yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and you brought this up before, and I know that you have said several times that, you know, FlyQuest goes beyond gaming and mm-hmm. brings attention to a lot of different societal level issues. Super unique to the eSports world, um, yeah. or at least... I, I feel as if the way that you are um, very forward facing about it is unique. Um, I've had some a couple other folks from teams on here who have shared the same the same vision, and I, I just like seeing that in conjunction with kind of the face clans of the world. Like, oh, there's lots of smaller, or not smaller, but lots of different organizations that are taking a very different approach than yeah. face clan. And there's mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just I guess my point is that the variety is nice to see. Um, I think yeah. That, Phase and hundred thieves get spend a lot of the social media energy, but then if like, you actually get into the world of gaming and talk to gamers, like there's so many orgs out there doing so many cool things, and yeah, FlyQuest is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've brought this up before, and we just had Earth Day, but can you tell me a little bit about the Go Green mission, uh, how you all work sustainability and and the environment into your work, how you're thinking about sustainability as an esports organization? Super unique point of view there. And I would love to hear more about that. So
1: the Go Green initiative um, started in 2020 uh, when Trisha became like the new um, CEO. She really wanted to introduce um, that initiative because with her love and appreciation for nature, she really wanted to push on that. Because she believes that everyone has the ability to affect real change for the environment and as an org. And so we created a platform to address those important environmental issues together. And so I would say that like our overall like go green initiative and our eco-friendly message definitely inspires and factors a lot into like my design. And is like one of and since it is one of the main focus and something that we wish to bring awareness to. Like we just want to make sure that that depicts throughout all of our design. And so when um, we even did like a rebrand last year where a logo pretty much depicts like a leaf and, and just like nature itself. And too. So, Um, So everything that I design for FlyQuest will definitely reflect off of our Go Green initiative in some ways, whether it's through our merch, social graphics and branding. And when it comes to design process, too, there's a lot of things that I have to consider since I am trying to recreate the beauty of nature and learning from the Ikebana sensei herself, Trisha. uh, She has taught me like some of the tips of like flower arrangements and some facts about flowers during specific seasons. And so there's a lot of considerations to take in when like you're drawing all of this you know like the positioning when it blooms and um the proportion of it and um and also like another thing is just like our style too like prior to um our rebrand we actually had a lot of like hard sharp edges and like dark tones mm-hmm. which is a lot of which a lot of people are saying is like esports design at this moment we mm-hmm. decided to switch to a soft watercolor wholesome light tone design style that like Definitely fits with not only our vision and just like our brand itself, but also depicts like the beauty of like nature in some ways, you know, because it's very soft, very like light, light toned, and just like wholesome. So we felt like watercolor would be best. But um so to talk about Earth Day and just like our Go Green yeah. initiative. Oh, no. Sorry, that was great. That was really fascinating.
0: When yeah. I mean, thinking about which way flowers bloom in direction to light, it's like not, that's, Really cool. That's very yeah. in depth, and I I like hearing yeah. about that part of the design process. Very cool. Yeah. But yeah. Tell me about Earth Day. (laughs) Yeah, so since, yeah,
1: Go Green Initiative is something we care about, like holidays like Earth Day is something very important to us. So this year for Earth Day, we actually released a merch line called the Go Green Green Collection. We released a crop tee, a t-shirt, a tote bag and a reusable water bottle. And all items are eco-friendly and made from organic and recycled materials. And for the design, I actually worked with our design intern, Tara, who drew a beautiful illustration that showcased all of our masks scots that we've had throughout the years for each quest um, and they're they're named Midori and friends and we wanted to illustrate them planting a tree and this is a collection um, oh this collection is like a way for us to like spread awareness and like encourage people to go eco-friendly and um, and since actually like last year since we made a commitment to having all of our merch items be made from 25 percent or more recycled or All sustainable materials this is just an example of just like a way that we decided to be more committed to our our merch line and also for earth day um something that i didn't really work on but our content team actually released a very funny wholesome video with their players where they reacted to planet earth which you can watch on the flight quest
0: youtube channel so it was
1: just a little celebration yeah
0: that's so fun um that's really really cool, and I everyone should definitely go look at that line because it's really cute. Yeah, did amazing job. Yeah, it's really it's it's really well done. Um, yeah, I I am very into that part of being eco friendly. I was mm. telling Fiend before the show that I'm currently wearing a Parks Project T-shirt. All the money goes to support yeah. our national parks. Um, I usually wear activewear made out of recycled plastic bottles. Definitely my jam, um, mm-hmm. and I can confidently say that I really, really like this line. So, um, everyone should definitely check it out. I want to shift gears just a little bit, and I want to. This is the Meta Woman Podcast. I like to talk about the metaverse. I like to talk about emerging tech and where it's going. I definitely want to wrap up with a discussion on multimedia design. Talked a lot about more traditional mediums, mm-hmm. but as we develop more digital tools and digital experiences. How are, or I guess in using you, you are just a constant learner, which I think is really neat. Yeah. But what kinds of things are you thinking about when you're thinking about creating digital experiences? And what is your role as a graphic designer in designing those experiences?
1: Um, It's just in a way of just trying to connect the community um, and like our audience, like with each other, I feel like um, with. The technology that we have right now we're able to do that and i feel like as a designer like our role is to um definitely bring in like that that community together in some ways that we can especially like during the pandemic right now like i feel like it's so hard not to see each other during events and stuff so just yeah. having these digital tools um definitely help kind of like replace that in in some sense too and um and I guess like how I'm looking into making more of like experience as we moved into like the metaverse world, um, something that I haven't like tried yet, but something that I'm very interested in um, is like, especially since virtual reality is something that is like becoming big. is like VTubing, which is like where you create like a 2D, 3D virtual avatar of yourself and like you pretty much like live stream and it motion captures, which I think is like super cool. Um, and a lot of streamers are doing that now. And I feel like. Um, just kind of like learning those programs like I think it would be like an exciting project for FlyQuest for example where we can bring in our like mascots and kind of make them like come alive in some sense and so um, and then bringing those characters into life and then having them connect with the community in some ways would be uh, would be like a really cool thing too and I feel like I can definitely see future so
0: like that you thought of vtubing um that was yeah yeah. well that's just vtubing was a little i don't know i thought it was going to catch on a bit more i suppose but it didn't quite it didn't quite do what i expected it to do i don't know where we're at with digital avatars is there anything do you have any preference especially as a designer when you're thinking about connecting fan experiences for ar or vr experience like do you have one where you're thinking like, "Oh, I think the fans would kind of prefer to be fully immersed, or I would love to design something through a r that I can like put into people's homes, you know um,
1: I think just having i think having both would be good, like I feel like there's never really one more than the other. I feel like everyone has like different preferences for that, and so just having both would be like ideal, um, but I feel like with where we are now and like with like technology and just how. Um, like with the pandemic, where we're not able to connect with people as much as we can, I feel like having that like AR like or VR experience would be very like fun and something different too. And um, I feel like we, yeah, with like VTubing for example, like it's not. Uh, I still, it's, I think it's still growing, and it's something that uh, people are still like trying to learn and get used to So, um, I feel like it would be like kind of the same when it comes to all like the digital assets that if we were to like provide for people, you know, it's, it's going to be something different, but something that like, is kind of exciting and something in the future that, uh, we can probably expect too. So
0: my little brain is just screaming about AR. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I can totally see some of the, is it, it Midori is the FlyQuest symbol? Like I can totally see like a Pokemon Go type setting. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. Just like her streaming and playing a game, like saving the environment and just have, just yeah. having her like have a face because we do have like a webtoon of her and like some videos mm-hmm. of her and it would be kind of nice to bring out like that personality in some sense, mm-hmm. you know, but I know some people would prefer like a face-to-face an actual person and like having that interaction, which, uh, I feel like there would be a lot of opportunities for, but I feel like having something different will definitely start like a new trend and something that we haven't seen in esports as much too. And I feel like not a lot of, um, sports org has like a, like a mascot that represents them too much, but, or like bring them to life in some sense. So I feel like this would be like a great opportunity, especially since, you know, our characters are, um, you know, are like saving the world and stuff. So they already have like some story to it and it would be kind of nice to bring it, bring it to life in some sense. Yeah. It's
0: kind of totally a side question, but how um, have those characters kind of helped you build your community? Because I can imagine like, you know, you're telling yeah. all these little stories and it's like, yeah, it would be. so I would read like a comic about it, you know, like there's, yeah. I feel like that's such a good way of connecting with an audience when like outside of matches particularly. But yeah, do, is there a lot of like, Fan lore around the characters, yeah, I guess. Actually, kind of. Yeah. I feel yes. like uh people are
1: um yeah, so we have I believe five mascots. So we have Midori, we have uh Cardi the bee, Kurt the turt, uh Chan Chi the um the hummingbird, and then Sunny, our son. And so I feel like uh we've actually released merch in the past where we where they're able to customize what character they want. And so yeah, there is wow. like a little fan base for each character because uh like through our webtoons and through our like videos, like they actually have like little personalities and like characters. Like they're just like very like unique characters. So I feel like there's some people who are like a fan of like Cardi the B more than like Tour or, you know, so there is some like fan base to it. And um and so it kind of makes it like exciting and adds on to our like our story too. And hopefully in the future we we um, possibly might have like more mascots, but yeah, those are like the five main ones that uh, we've been really focusing on. So
0: you should start a cartoon with them. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> just have them just flying around. Yeah, I would watch
0: the yeah. <laughs> Everyone has great uh, names. Yeah, I'm going to get back to more of a discussion on kind of emerging tech and digital design. Is there, there, are there any, and I know you've mentioned a lot of like, like for example, earlier when you're saying like, that's a completely different experience and you're doing stuff on the iPad, but is Mm -hmm. there any part of the, you know, kind of, I don't know exactly how to phrase this question, but like, do you think that the digital design process is going to lead to different tools or different mediums for you? than the ones that you've used in the past? Like, do you think that creating the metaverse that you will be less inclined to go for those like IRL, like watercolors? Mm -hmm. Or do you think that we'll develop more technology to kind of help you do what you do? Or like, how do you think design is going to evolve? I think as tech evolves is the best way I can phrase it. Yeah,
1: I feel like, uh, yeah, there's going to be definitely a lot of platforms that, would have to, that a lot of designers would have to adapt especially if they are going into more like the metaverse in some sense of like the virtual world or um ar or virtual reality there's a lot of like programs that are just like released like just in general for this and so um so i feel like it's definitely going to change a lot of things and i i will be i feel like as our brand i think i'd be able to mix in those previous platforms I've worked with, like mixed media, and then incorporate them in some ways too. Cause I feel like these platforms will allow you to just combine a lot of things together, but there will definitely be like new ones that we would have to learn. Um, especially going in a different like canvas since it's so limited and, um, something that I'm trying to, trying to learn still too. So.
0: It's really weird to think about an unlimited universe.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like just seeing like how the games are like nowadays, and um, just like virtual reality, how much you can do with it. It's it's kind of scary in some sense, but it's also very exciting. You know, like of what you can actually do. Um, But but yeah, it's it's unlimited
0: in some ways. Um, That just sort of reminds me of. um, Did you happen to see the collaborative effort on Reddit where every user? Could change a yeah. single pixel and yeah. a, somehow Germany wound up with like 17% of this million thing. <laughs> <laughs> Germany did a really good job with collaboration on that, but yeah, that unlimited canvas and the potential for collaboration and learning new mediums. I, yeah, I definitely thought for those folks that are listening, it's our slash place and yeah, you could change one pixel at a time if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, and it was a collaborative effort across the entire community of Reddit, which
1: Turned out great, yeah. And they actually added more canvas to it from what it was like prior to it. So they huh. made it was a like, huge,
0: so oh, yeah, no it was idea. very impressive. Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. Um, right before we get into our last segment, I want to do a little bit of a summary and wrap up of what we talked about. We began with a discussion on getting experience to go and work in gaming from mm-hmm. non-gaming related industries or even non-gaming related education, which I think is really valuable to a lot of folks who are looking to make the jump, but haven't quite figured out what they're looking for yet. Um, you gave great advice to be open to learning specific skill sets in non-gaming settings. For you being a graphic designer, that was definitely more on the yeah. artistic and you know watercolor side, but you also mentioned that you went to a brand agency and learned marketing, which is a completely different part of the field that wound up being helpful and being open to learning those skill sets. And I think also kind of deciding what skill sets you want to learn when you're yes. there looking for jobs in other industries can be really helpful. Um, I, we talked a lot about the women's wear line, which there's a lot of really cool design elements and motivations behind that. The thing that I sort of liked or picked up on the most was that a lot, um, that there was a, you all made a large donation of the proceeds to Women for Women International, which I think is really cool and just speaks to FlyQuest as an organization a lot. Um, esports designs can be more about esports while still promoting esports and gaming. Yeah. So you can add purpose and create lifestyle designs while still supporting and advertising for your team. One thing that you said that I really liked was that design is a different way of storytelling so you can bring out the vision and mission of the organization. FlyQuest specifically wants to be for more than just gaming and esports and having designs that say that is a way to appeal to the community, get more people to join. Um, we talked a lot about the Go Green collection that you released on Earth Day. Everything is made from organic and recycled materials. Uh, it includes a lot of the different mascots that you talked about and that we had a really fun conversation about. Totally can't wait to see what AR and VR designs you come up with. Your mascots, <laughs> super fun. Um, everyone should go check out the Go Green collection because I really liked it. There's a lot of different, like I said, there's a lot of different characters in in FlyQuest, which means fans can even create some materials and add to their storylines, which I think speaks to the power of the design itself, right? That you can put something out there, and then someone else can look at it and kind of create their own story behind it to share. Um, Really unique way of uniting fans. And when we talk about the metaverse experiences, designers are going to have to adapt to new platforms to create AR and VR experiences. Newer canvases that are unlimited. Definitely going to be some changing in the tools that are available. Um, but you seem to be equally excited about AR and VR. Which, yeah. in my mind, I'm like totally more on the AR excitement train um, yeah. and more on the VR like functionality train. <laughs> yeah. So the last segment that I like to do, and I like to do this in every show, this is a chance to give guests um, like just an opportunity to reflect back on their careers, what they've learned. Uh, And I like to call this the moment of reflection. So what is one thing you would like to tell your younger self about getting into the gaming industry and being successful?
1: I would just celebrate and just be like, oh, we did it. You know, it was definitely like a long journey. And I feel like there's still a lot more to come. So yeah, let's continue to work hard and continue to work towards our happiness.
0: We love that. Yeah, working towards your own happiness. Thank you so much for coming on where can people find you and follow your work? Um, where can they see all of your awesome designs? I know the FlyQuest store is one place, but if anyone wants to talk to you, where can they find you if you want to be talked to? yeah, um,
1: You can just follow my Twitter at Fiend underscore machine. And yeah, that's where I like usually promote my work, what you see a lot through FlyQuest, as well as my portfolio there as well.
0: So happy that, Gaming as an industry is such a Twitter-based medium because I really love Twitter. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and LinkedIn is just not my jam. Um, Yeah, yeah, so everyone go follow Fiend on Twitter. Uh, For all the listeners out there, be sure to also leave 5-star ratings and reviews. Check out other Holodeck Media podcasts, including Meta Business, for all the metaverse finance stories you could ever want. Business of Esports for interviews with industry leaders. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Lindsay Paws, although I strongly prefer Twitter. You can catch me Wednesday nights on the Business of Esports live after show. And you can catch this podcast in your feed every week. We'll see you next week. And hopefully I'll have a much better voice for you. Bye everyone thanks for joining us here on meta woman make sure to subscribe to this podcast everywhere you get your podcasts leave a five-star review and tell your friends family and colleagues all about us also make sure to follow meta tv on all socials to get more of the best metaverse content anywhere tune in every week for another episode of meta woman